And we are back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid conservative, just plain right. I'm talking about we covered down some major ground across the beautiful state of Alabama from way down south of Birmingham to up north of Huntsville, Tuscaloosa, back to Gadsden, parts of Georgia, Tennessee, Mississippi, thrown in just for good measure. Boomer, you're still working on some uh, new bumps too, aren't you? Oh, I got like a, we got like 20 in the pipeline to, to be approved. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you have, some, I mean, I mean, that was some Van Halen right there. And, and that's, 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 that's part of my favorite stuff. So is, right. that, is you got any Van Halen in the new batch? We got gonna... some, um, let's see here. We got some, uh, Credence, uh, Clearwater oh, yeah. Revival. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Led, CCR. Zepp- Led Zeppelin. Zeppelin. Almond Brothers. Come on. Uh, some Eagles, Foreigner, George. Thorogood? George Thorogood, yeah. yeah. I, I couldn't say his last name. Jim, Jimi Hendrix. Some, uh, yeah. Some okay. Brown. Yeah, we got some some good ones. Hopefully right. we'll get approved. Okay. <laughs> Who's the approving authority? Uh, you are, sir. That's right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, listen, the text lines are open. 833-687-4448. That's 833-68-RIGHT. Uh, text on in if you want to. What I want to also hear, too, is what do you think they're going to find on the 41,000 hours of closed-circuit TV, all right? What do you think they're going to find? Um, in, in fact, I, I hesitate to say it, but I, I almost want to say wrong answers only. <laughs> Ain't no telling what we're going we're, we're gonna to finally know, you know, where Jimmy Hoffa's buried. No, no, I don't think we're going to find that on there. But, yeah, 41,000 hours of footage, what are we going to find on this footage? Text it in, 833-687-4448. I did just get a text from uh, uh, Jason from Jasper. Uh, Jason from Jasper says, did I hear 41,000 hours? Wow. He says, if my calculations are correct, it would take over four and a half years to watch it. <laughs> That's, wow. He said, I would just need a recliner, a cup of coffee, and some maple bacon donuts. <laughs> uh, maple bacon donuts. By the way, it's the official food of Right Side Radio. I think I need to find a way to get some for the weekend. Um, all right. So... Text it in, 833-687-4448. That's 833-68-RIGHT. What do you think they're going to find on 41,000 hours of footage from the January 6th uh, events? So, by the way, you notice I don't call them an insurrection. When I do, it's tongue-in-cheek. This whole section of the Triple Dipper is called the insurrection inspection. But, but the truth be told, uh, insurrection is a legal term. Insurrection is defined, I believe, in the U.S. Code. This was not an insurrection. Was it bad? Yep. Was it a riot? Mm, possibly. Uh, was it a trespass? In some ways. It's the public house. How can it be a trespass? Well, when you break down a door and you defy um, you know, security, then that can consider be a trespass. So there's aspects of it that were absolutely wrong. Was it an insurrection? Not in the true sense. NPR, Phil, did you go to NPR? Yes, I did. NPR had a piece that came out right before Christmas. It says, after 18 months of investigations, the January 6th report is out. Here are the top lines. Well, you can imagine. It points out that after roughly 18 months of investigations, the House Committee investigating the deadly January 6th 2021 insurrection at the U.S. Capitol has released their full report. The document, which is more than 800 pages long, recommends the Justice Department pursue criminal charges against President Donald Trump for his role in the attack. And they say that Congress should act to bar Trump and others involved from ever holding office again. Now I think we get down to the crux of why this whole commission. By the way, 
I do not fault an investigation into the uh, things that happened on January 6th and finding out what could be done better to um, provide security, what could be done better to um, uh, make sure the physical premises are accessible to the public while also keeping the people who serve us in public office secure. I don't fault anybody in public office from wanting to be secure. But the reality is this thing has been portrayed as something far more than it was. Was it bad? Yes. Was it scary for some? Probably. Did somebody die? Yeah. And by the way, it wasn't a bunch of security guards. It was one unarmed protester. But the article here from NPR goes on to say, in addition to the criminal referrals, the committee laid out 11 recommendations aimed at better protecting the American democratic system from future attacks. Those recommendations include clarifying that the role of the vice president in the transition to power is purely ceremonial and a new federal law um, with emphasis on anti-government extremist groups. Uh, in my opinion, what happened here was the January 6th commission got a little full of themselves and they went kind of far afield. Uh, they were not about just what happened that day. How can we make sure it doesn't happen again? What kind of security should the Speaker of the House actually have in place? If somebody says, we'll offer you the National Guard, should she take it maybe, perhaps, next time? But all that to say they got kind of far afield. We should make sure that certain people aren't allowed to run for office. We should make sure the vice president's role is seen this way. We should make – anyway. The report is broken down into eight sections. The former president's – they call them – this is NPR, by the way. The former president's election lies and declarations of victory – Trump's efforts to find additional votes, his pressure campaigns targeting federal and state officials. You see, how much of this was January 6th? Not a lot. And then, in fact, the article even says, and the events of January 6th itself. <laughs> so it wasn't all about January 6th. What it was all about was Trump. It was overly broad. Uh, I just did some uh, discovery work this morning for a lawsuit, and I uh, had to make an objection on one of them. Overly broad, unduly burdensome, ambiguous, and not likely to lead to, not calculated to lead to discoverable evidence. Well, this is what we have with the January 6th commission. Overly broad, unduly burdensome. They go on to say that President Trump had summoned a mob. This is actually a quote from the report. President Trump summoned a mob, including armed extremists. Who was armed? Who, who was armed in the, in the Capitol building that day? Who, who was armed? Hmm. Armed extremists and conspiracy theorists. On the same day the joint session of Congress was to meet, he then told the same mob to march on the Capitol and fight. They clearly got the message. I will point out again, the only person shot was one unarmed individual who was a protester herself named Ashley Babbitt, for which no one was held accountable. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, when we finally learned who the security guard was or the Capitol policeman was, I believe he received an award. Because, you know, shooting an unarmed female in the hallway from about point-blank range, well, that, that requires some heroism. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm stepping out there today, Boomer. I'm all in, bro. I just You are. Both feet. <laughs> I got it all over my shoes it's, right now. It's all over. It's all over my shoes. <laughs> all right, so... What we've been what we've been told now is that you know okay the January sixth commission is through and oh by the way there's been a leadership change in the house we would have never seen this raw footage we would have never gotten transparency if Nancy Pelosi was still in charge we may have a slim majority but by God we got a majority we may have a a very narrow window of opportunity but by God we got it so Daily Wire 
two days ago, has a piece called titled Kevin McCarthy Breaks His Silence on Giving the January 6th Tapes to Tucker Carlson. And he, he basically explains it. And he, and he starts off by saying, because I promised. He said, I was asked in the press about these tapes, and I said they do belong to the American public. I think sunshine lets everybody make their own judgments. So the speaker, the new speaker, Kevin McCarthy, said last month he was looking to release the tapes because of the politicalization, he said, that he believed had been fostered by Nancy Pelosi and the January 6th committee, which had focused so heavily on Donald Trump and its investigation. But McCarthy did not divulge how he was planning to release the tapes until now. So McCarthy has shared with Carlson 41,000 hours of surveillance footage from January 6th. Um, hours later, Tucker Carlson said on his show that his team had been granted what they believe to be unfettered access, and they plan to start sharing what they have found next week. I guarantee you they're going to have to just, it's going to be on fast forward. They're going to have a crew of people. They're going to be watching for certain things. They're going to be keying in on certain areas. And they're going to have to pull together montages of things. But what's going to happen and what Tucker Carlson has proven to be very adept at is putting together the storyline, weaving together the overall. And, and so I, I'm looking forward to this. I'm like, I'm like almost geeking out over it. Um, this is what I do for a living, right? I get on here and I, just, and, I, and I talk and opine for three hours a day. This is, this is, this is chicken soup for my soul right here. The idea that we're going to finally get to see, and, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I do not care. Well, I do, but you know what I mean. I do not care if the review of 41,000 hours of tape winds up proving the January 6th commission was right. At least we'll know. Put the whole thing to rest. Stop wondering. Well, <laughs> liberals are having a fit. <laughs> Democrats are having a duck over this, like, like not a little bit. So in a letter to House Democrats, according to the Daily Wire, new minority leader Hakeem Jeffries said his team is working to confirm the precise nature of the video transfer. Precise nature? How about a handful of thumb drives? Who cares? The precise nature of the video transfer, which he calls a reported breach. <laughs> stating that there is no indication that McCarthy and Carlson followed the same protocols adopted by the... What protocols? Here, plug it in, push play. Tell me what you see. That's what we want. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer followed up with a letter to his own colleagues on Wednesday saying McCarthy is making available a, quote, treasure trove of closely held information about how the Capitol complex is protected. No, he's not. You know what? If you walk in the Capitol, you can look up in the corner on the wall, and you can see a camera there, and you realize, hey, somebody's probably watching. That's what they're going to see. Yeah, but we might not, we, you know, we'll know how many guards are in certain. No, you won't. No, you won't, because they rotate the guards, because they have security protocols that adapt and morph, and they beef them up for certain times and winnow them down for others. No, you won't. The, the hallways are fixed. Everybody knows the layout of the building. I saw one report that said they might even show the location of safe rooms. Well, really? So your, your contention is that, oh, we're going to know where the door is. That's, that's ludicrous. What we really have here is people that don't want the truth to come out. I got a little more on this. We're going to come back with the actual freakout that's occurring in the punditry world. Uh, so, yeah, the ladies from The View, they're, they're having a little trouble. Have a little trouble getting over this. This does not sit well. <laughs> you can only imagine. Bill Williams, Right Side Radio. You guys stay tuned. We will be right back. 
And we are back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid conservative and just plain right, making it cool to be a conservative. Um, I am, uh, by the way, I am, I am chagrined. I was thinking nobody was, uh, nobody was texting in, and then I realized what happened was my computer was not refreshing. And so literally not, maybe several dozen of y'all texted in about what you think might be on the 41,000 hours of video. So I'll be getting to that in just a minute. I will tell you, too, uh, I got another article here from NPR. Phil, you went to NPR twice. Yes, I did. This one says Democrats are warning against the release of the January 6th tapes to a Fox News host. So the Democrats sounding the alarm that a Fox News host access to thousands of hours of security tapes could endanger the Capitol and trigger a new wave of disinformation. Whatever. Early on Wednesday afternoon, it says House Democrats met virtually for a brief virtually because they still can't get together. Apparently, that's all Zoom for them. Anyway, led in part by Mississippi Representative Benny Thompson, the former chair of the House Select Committee investigating January 6th. He said, I'm not comfortable with the knowledge that I have right now that the security interests of the Capitol, the people who work there, and the people who visit is protected. There are some items that should not be made available to the public. Mm. Spoken like a true big government Democrat. And so basically they are taking issue even to the extent that the, the, the liberal hosts of The View, wow, they got angry. They are uptight. They are mad. Complaints about the fact that Carlson, who works for Fox News, worries that anyone releasing the footage could give potential terrorists access to security about the Capitol. You know what they're worried about? They're worried their narrative that they spent a year and a half to two years shaping, they're worried that it's going to wind up dismantling right in front of their very eyes. Hey, I got a call on the line. Let me jump over to it real quick. Jeff from Indiana, how are you doing, brother? Doing good, Phil. Good, man. What's up? Hey, uh, yeah. If 41,000 hours, is that in a 24-hour period? Apparently, there's a lot of cameras. I, I, yeah, if you break it down, my gosh, <laughs> that's a lot of cameras. And I wonder how many of those are audio-video. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you know what? If they've got if they got audio on every one of them, good Lord. I mean, you, you're going to have to have a mainframe the size of a basketball gym to hold all the video. All the video. Yeah, and and I would like to see some uh, more footage if there if there is, you know, people talk in the hallways and everything and stuff, and that's that's not protected space. You know, it's a public place, so uh, there should be nothing sacred about what you say in the halls of the of the Congress or halls of the uh, Capitol. No, there there shouldn't. So, I, I granted, I mean, there's going to be like the skiff, the secure room where classified intel is looked at, and you know, and then there's going to be executive privilege where they have you know conversations that are. You know, negotiations about things that are still developed. I get it. But then at the same time, most of what we're going to see is stuff that we should be allowed to see without any difficulty. Yeah. I, I would want, if there is audio video, I would want to see tapes from before that day to see, you know, because they knew all this stuff was happening and coming. And they sure didn't act, you know, it, it sure seems like almost a setup, you know. And uh, if, if you was wanting to, uh, to, to have something like this happen, uh, you, you, they created the perfect storm. Well, yeah, and there's been the occasional uh, personal footage that got out where, you know, you can see somebody being ushered in the door by a security guard. You're like, wait a minute. I thought it was all violent. Why did that guy open the door and say, come on in? So I, I, I can't wait yeah. to see how it all pans out, man. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, if this wasn't a gover- government entity, uh, I'm sure somebody would be suing the pants off these people for – 
you know, <laughs> yeah. for basically staging this. I mean, I think the whole thing was staged more or less is because you have infiltrators that uh, in the crowd that go, you know, it, it's it's intimidation, I guess, or uh, what they call it, uh, manipulation, inciting a riot. Yeah, I, I think I think what we're going to find is that there there may well have been. And by the way, I don't I don't think it was all staged. I think there was a lot of. I mean, there was a whole ton of people that came there and they were mad and they and they shouldn't have taken out their anger on our, our, you know, our, our facilities and our people, period. But there were a bunch of people that were mad, but then were they, were they egged on? And were there things that could have been done to help prevent it? And then, you know, was there manipulation of the crowd? That's, that's the thing to find out. Hey, Jeff, good talking to you, man. You be safe on the road, all right? Have a great weekend. Have a good, Phil. All right, buddy. Uh, let, me, let, me, let me just run down some, some text. But by the way, I got somebody here, uh, Retired Air Force Master Sergeant uh, Lance just texted in. Says you're on fire today. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that and uh, appreciate your service. Um, Rita from Scottsboro says on the security tapes, we're finally going to find out what happened to Jimmy Off. <laughs> yes. Uh, John from Huntsville says, uh, keep an eye on me, Boomer. He says, once you've entered the dark side, a.k.a. NPR, you're scarred for life. <laughs> I've been going. I've been getting resources from scary places. Brian from Huntsville just texted in and said, um, wasn't Lieutenant Byrd the one who killed Ashley Babbitt the same one that left his firearm in a White House bathroom? Yes, I believe he was. He says that man should be banned from firearms. Um, there you go. Uh, ben from Decatur, January 6th video. Get your popcorn and beverages ready. Can't wait. TL from Huntsville says the report says the Democrats are worried about our democracy. The Democrats seem to conveniently forget that under Article 4, Section 4 of the Constitution, we are a republic. Thank you, sir. Appreciate the lesson there, TL from Huntsville. Doman from Harvest. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna find Nancy and Stenny sitting in the back wearing Trump masks. <laughs> uh, Michael from Silicaga says, given the video to one single media outlet is not releasing it to the public, McCarthy has not kept his promise. We don't need to pretend that he did. Okay, here's what. I, okay, Michael, calm down. Here's my prediction. I said this to Charlene last night. Uh, I would bet that what's going to wind up happening is it's a, it's like it would cost a lot for this to be done by the government, and I would not trust them to do it as well. I suspect that's what's going to happen is that Tucker Carlson is going to be given access to it, but he's probably also going to put up a landing page and eventually get it all posted where you can go comb through it on your own. That's what I bet's going to wind up happening, and I bet Fox will pay for it and not have to be a taxpayer dime to do it. Um, and then we got uh, Jeff from Athens saying he's very partial to bump music from Alabama's own Brother Kane. All right. Appreciate that. A lot more texts that I didn't see until just a moment ago, so we'll get to them. Um, wow. Coming up next, Paul Reynolds, Alabama's Republican National Committee man, on why he felt like we needed a change in our national Republican Party. We'll be right back. <laughs> 